You are now listening to The Sexy Escort Guide, discussing everything fascinating about the world of paid companionship. And now, here is your sexy host, Exotic Vivian. Hello, lovers. Welcome back to another episode. This is episode 95 of the Sexy Escort Guide podcast. I am your host, Vivian, and today we have not one, but two beautiful companions joining me on the show today. Miss Aurora Noor, back for the 5th time, and Miss Isabella Bloom, a first-timer on the show. Aurora Noor is a Chicago-based travel and lifestyle companion. She can be found on Twitter and Instagram at DateAuroraNoor, and that's D-A-T-E-A-U-R-O-R-A. Isabella Bloom is a Chicago-based dinner date and travel companion available worldwide, and you can find her on Twitter and Instagram at DateIsabella, and that's D-A-T-E-I-S-A-B-E-L-L-A. Isabella and Aurora host Afternoon Delight, a new podcast and vlog, video blog, that gives listeners a more intimate look into their lives. They can be found on social media at Podcast Delight, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T-D-E-L-I-G-H-T. Wherever you listen to podcasts, you can also find them as well. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by our diamond sponsor, Companion Tax and Accounting Services. You've heard us interview the owner, Mary Lee, on episodes 7, 36, and 58. Companion Tax really knows their stuff, and I, Vivian, can personally vouch for them. They are the professionals you need to hire to handle all of your tax accounting and business needs. Companion Tax was created specifically with us companions in mind. It doesn't get any more niche than that. They have been in business since 2011 and have become a leading resource for the community. Although based in South Florida, they are licensed in all states. You can visit them at companiontax.com and fill out the new client information form to get started and take charge of your financial future. Welcome, ladies. How are you? Hello, hello. Hi. And a big special welcome to Isabella since this is your first time. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. Uh, So today we're going to be talking threesomes, which is fitting because we're currently having a threesome right now. I know. This is the most exciting threesome. (laughs) So sexy. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) But before we get into it, I want our listeners to get to know you guys a bit, especially Isabella, since this is her first time on the show. So Isabella, I'm going to start with you. Please tell the listeners a little bit about your background, who you are, and how you became a host. Hi, I'm Isabella. I am 27 years old, originally from Miami, Florida. Whoop, whoop. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. You moved from Miami to Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> Call me crazy, but I really love Chicago. So I'm born and raised in Florida, moved all over, went to the University of Florida for college was like, if I never leave Florida, I'm going to be stuck here for the rest of my life. So I decided to move to Chicago four years ago. And I've been here and I love it. 
who I am is so hard to like explain. I mean, you kind <laughs> of just told us that you are a um, adventurous person that picks up and goes whenever you're bored. But how did you become a companion? How did you become an escort? So I actually, my first dip into sex work was when I was 19. I started camming for my free cams. And that was like eye opening to me because I didn't even know that that was possible. And then also just being a 19 year old, I had no business skills whatsoever. And, you know, after a couple of weeks, totally flopped, <laughs> was just like, okay, I'm burnt out. I'm done. But who told you about camming? I just found out about it over the internet. So you're just like, hey, um, I want to make money. Let me see what ways I can do it. Yeah, I didn't know anybody who was doing it personally. I just, you know, saw it on the internet and was like, I could do that and just tried it. <laughs> and then I moved here and that's when I became a companion. And I have only ever been independent and I just really love it. I love making connections with people and meeting people and like forming those relationships. So it's really like my happy place. Now, how did you decide, hey, I'm going to be a hoe? <laughs> like, <laughs> did you already know or did you meet someone that was like, hey, this is better than camming? Or are you just like better than all of us? And you're like, fuck it. I knew exactly what I wanted to be. <laughs> I definitely dipped my toes in pretty much everything there is under the umbrella of what we do. So I've worked in clubs. I've done fetish work. I've lightly trained in dom work like so I was trying out all different things and then through meeting people in those different environments like at a club or whatever like and making friends with other sex workers I realized like oh you can just be independent and do this and I was like oh I want to do that <laughs> well but it's still good that you tried other things because then you know what you don't want and you know what not to do okay that's cool and then, of course, Aurora, even though uh, we've already interviewed you, <laughs> you might as well tell us what's going on with you. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello again. I'm Aurora, 27-year-old. I'll be 28 in about a month. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yes, it's almost Aries season, everyone. Very exciting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Very chaotic stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm from Michigan originally. I've lived in Chicago for about a decade. I've been in the sex work industry for about seven years now, started out sugaring through, you know, all the questionable websites we all used early on, <laughs> all of the sugar daddy finders and whatnots and arrangementforme.com, whatever. Oh, Lord. Yeah, all those. <laughs> and then eventually I was just like, yeah, this is not for me. I moved kind of similarly. I dabbled like online stuff. I dabbled fetish work and like Pindom and Dom work and then. I kind of landed on companionship like late 2015, early 2016. I fully decided to jump in, I guess. <laughs> Here I am still doing it five years later and very much enjoying it. All right. So the seven year itch didn't get you. You're still hanging on. You're still hanging oh, yeah. in here. Okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you guys have worked in other line of adult entertainment, but what do you think is a misconception about companions, Isabella? I would say it's more so like, goes down to specifics within companionship, like, you know, like the different acronyms, like when people say they're the girlfriend experience. I think that's like one of the largest misconceptions I come across is like everyone has a different meaning of that. I noticed that people who are seeking companions have a different idea of what that means versus companions who are providing the service. People don't realize how encompassing companionship is 
and it's not just one specific thing, right? You know, out of specifics and more of a generalization is like the biggest misconception is people don't realize that it's like all encompassing and it's like really like a full on experience and like fulfilling in so many other ways than just one. I mean, Hollywood hasn't helped either with their bullshit ass movies and <laughs> TV shows. Blech. No. <laughs> <laughs> right? You know, even though that movie was great, one of my favorite movies of all times. But, you know, even now that I'm an adult looking back, I'm like, bitch, you lowballed her. <laughs> yeah, it's not all pretty woman, baby. Like, I mean, I guess maybe, maybe if you add inflation or, you know, subtract inflation, maybe. But still, it just doesn't feel like for somebody who was worth multi-millions of dollars, hundreds of millions, private jet money i just figure like you know what was it like three thousand a week that he gave her really oh my god i didn't even realize that that's so low <laughs> plus shopping i guess on rodeo drive and you know the whole experience of you know being in that world because she had never done that before so that was a good experience for her but then you know it took a turn when his co-workers were you know <laughs> trying to like be dicks about it <laughs> But yeah, I just feel like she should have at least gotten a thousand a day for that time because that would keep up with inflation. I think we always deserve more money, damn it. But but Isabella, you're right. I feel like just like with the world of domination, because I dabble in that as well. And when I talk to my regular vanilla clients about it, they think it's pretty much just whips and chains and, you know, beatings and all that golden showers. I'm like, sir, this world is so vast. You have no idea. You know, so yeah, you're totally right. Aurora, did you want to add any? Yeah, going off of what Isabella said about how people don't really think of it as like a whole full experience, I guess that people just don't think of it as like a super valid career choice. Like it's often seen as like a really transient type of like people are in it for a little bit and they get out of it, which of course happens, but that happens in all sorts of lines of work. But that happens in regular vanilla world, too. People hop in and out of jobs. Yeah, that happens at anywhere from a Starbucks to a nine to five job. You know what I mean? So it doesn't matter. I would say more so. Yeah, because if you're not your own boss, sorry to cut you off, Aurora, but if you're not your own boss, chances are you're probably going to bounce around a little bit until you figure out your niche or you figure out where you're appreciated if you decide to continue to work for somebody else. But that's just life. I don't know why for some reason, because it's adult oriented, you know, people like lose their shit. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. And going along with that, I feel like because people act like it can't be like a viable, you know, lifestyle and career choice, they act like we cannot be passionate about our work. And like sex workers are some of the most passionate, creative, like people who are just willing to put everything into their brands and everything into like their visions and stuff. We just have a lot of really amazing people. And I wish that I don't know. I wish that society like saw us for what we were, which is just a bunch of like really awesome, interesting, creative, motivated people. Exactly. Which we freaking are. Okay. Isabella, what is one misconception people have about you? I think people don't realize how sweet and warm and more down to earth I am. I think when people meet me, they're like pleasantly surprised about my energy and like how nice I am and how sweet and like just very nurturing and like, I don't know, I'm like all smiley and giggly. And I don't think people fully realize how much so until they get in the room with me. And then they're like, Oh, my God, you're like, so like your personality is like, so light and like warm. And I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I think that's like a big one. 
I know. I think a lot of people, because I'm so glamorous in my photo shoots, because photo shoots are so fun. I want to get dressed up and like, you know, do my hair and makeup to the nines and like, you know, wear my best outfit. So I think people, yeah, I think people, their perception based on that is like, I'm more, I guess maybe reserved or I don't know, just like something based off that. And like the glamour makes them think that I'm not as sweet as I actually am. I think after being in this business for a minute, I found that, you know, as long as you stay authentic to what you want to do with your marketing, you're going to attract the people that are your tribe to you anyway. Because, you know, when girls first get into this business, they feel like they're supposed to like emulate this one, you know, brand like, oh, high end GFE, red bottoms, you know, which we've discussed this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Ad nauseum on the show. However... (laughs) I just feel like, you know, as long as you find a way to find you in your character, because, you know, it's still a role that we're playing for the world. As long as you find a way to find yourself inside your role, you'll be fine. Where you're not, you know, completely uncomfortable with your persona, then you'll attract the right people to you. Aurora, any misconceptions about you? I think, like, earlier on, like, people... I don't know, maybe the red hairs change things, but I think people used to think I was kind of like cold or intimidating from photos. I really haven't gotten that in a while. So maybe that's changing, I hope. I don't know, you're always smiling. You look fine to me. (laughs) I used to get quite a bit people who'd watched me on Twitter for a while and they would be afraid to reach out and stuff. And I'm like, I feel like I'm so insanely approachable. I don't know. It's crazy. I feel like there will always be people like that though. Who just like, yeah, no matter what we do, no matter how friendly we try to make ourselves appear, there will always be people who are like, I was so nervous and intimidated. And, you know, it's part of it. I think it's part of the experience. And it's like, I can only do so much to uh, convince you that I'm actually friendly. (laughs) And I've heard from more than a handful of companions that they've gotten really good clients that watched them for two years, myself included, myself included, before they booked. But then, you know, once they finally, you know, decided to jump in, they were pleasantly surprised and kicked themselves for not reaching out sooner. So let this be your sign, guys. Reach out to the lady. It's not that deep. Book her for her one hour, two hour minimum. I don't even think anybody, maybe four hour, whatever. Book her for that (laughs) minimal amount of money and then satisfy your curiosity because watching her for 10,000 years is not going to do anything. I'm going to tell you right now, like, You're not going to gain anything from stalking her online. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Craziness. (laughs) Okay, so you guys uh, recently launched a YouTube channel, vlog, podcast. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so we're doing Afternoon Delight, the podcast that doesn't really have a concrete theme. We just kind of talk about what we... (laughs) So the name of the show is Afternoon Delight. And you can Google that and find that on YouTube and podcasts. Okay, perfect. We're everywhere. We're on at Podcast Delight on all the socials, Podcast Delight, Spotify, whatever. We met last year kind of around this time and we were just talking about creative pursuits we wanted to do and somehow came to a podcast and it that evolved to what is now a bit of a vlog slash video series of us just chatting in front of the camera twice a month. I kind of envy you guys that you're able to do the vlog because I wish I could do that. But, you know, it takes some work. (laughs) No, but I'm just saying it's just not going to look right with me and my hat and shades. And (laughs) 
and my facial disguise like but you guys get to like lounge because I've seen some of your clips on Instagram and you guys are like you know more relaxed and you know lounging that fireplace looked really good whoever's place that was yeah we were at a really awesome hotel a couple weeks ago filming oh nice oh I love it I love it yeah that was nice you know I wish I showed my face so I can do more stuff with video but you know whatever I'll just live vicariously through you. You could just do torso with hand motions. <laughs> eh, but it's not the same. I mean, I already do videos now as it is. Like I have videos as far as my marketing and I have some stuff on YouTube as well. But it's just it's just not the same. If you're doing something like what you guys are doing. It just makes me think of Powerpuff Girls. What's her name? The secretary with the orange hair. Oh, that never shows. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically me. That's basically me. <laughs> you see her banging bod and no head. You know yeah, she's she smoking hot. Right? That's basically me. But sidebar, do we not notice how overtly sexual cartoons are, but we didn't notice when we were kids? Like, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, now I look back and I'm like, wow. I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> As a kid, I noticed. <laughs> I did not. Well, you were a grown ass kid. I did not. There were so many things that went over my head that now as an adult, I'm like, damn, I really was a dumbass. But I was a kid. So I feel like I noticed all of like the juicy moms, you know, like all of the moms on like Cartoon Network shows were always like really thickly animated, if I should say. Yeah, exactly. Like Cow and Chicken. I think the mom on there was hot too. See, I did not. I did not notice Dexter's mom until I was an adult. Oh, she had a fat ass. <laughs> well, a lot of moms have fat asses, so I don't know if that was something. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's great. Like- <laughs> but yeah, I mean, even like certain things, like even with the Jetsons, like certain innuendos in there, like you watch now and you're like, damn, really? Wow. So this is for kids. Yeah. I'm like, how is this approved? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like some secret undertones, which is why a lot of people think that they're brainwashing kids, but whatever. So you guys don't have a theme for your podcast. So it's basically you guys just chit-chatting and, you know, talking about the week, the month, your experiences, correct? So the first season, we kind of laid it out a bit more like every episode is going to have a concrete theme. And we did like, what were some of the first seasons? Like we covered holidays, birthdays. The first two episodes we ever did were basically like a walkthrough guide. It's two episodes long of like how to book with a companion. Basically, like, yeah, literally, like, how to be the best client, like, from the booking process all the way till after the date. We need more of those from different companions all over the world, because we did that, too, in earlier episodes of the show. We actually did several of those. But it's always nice for more people to add to it. So that way, guys know that this is serious shit. All of our videos are on Patreon, except for the first two episodes are on YouTube. So everyone can watch those for free. I will link to everything, all your stuff in the show notes. That way people can go look without especially highlight those two videos with, um, unless they're under a paywall. No, not the first two. They're on YouTube. So I will especially highlight those two videos. So that way people can go look and watch and see what you need to do (laughs) to book us. Thank you very much. (laughs) All right. So the first season you guys did that. And then the second season. Yeah, second season we just started. The first two episodes we did for February were about Valentine's Day. And then we talked about what we did over the holidays. So like New Year's resolutions. And yeah, over our podcast hiatus, we talked about like what we did with our time off. 
And then we just filmed yesterday for March and those are going to be really lovely. We did a uh, get ready with me or get ready with us that is dropping today. And then what was the second one, Isabella? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the second one we did, I found an article on the New York Times website that 36 questions that lead to love. And like, I actually have had that open on my phone for forever because I use those questions on dates sometimes, like with long-term clients. And it works. (laughs) All right, well, I'm going to need that link. I'm going to need that link, sis, (laughs) for my heavy hitters. (laughs) We released the episode. We're going to link the article for everyone. Yeah, yeah, I, I meant me personally. <laughs> DM it immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. DM me right now. <laughs> so is there anything else you want to tell us about the show before we move on to the topic at hand? It's a lot of fun. Like, come watch us. Come enjoy us. Come see what we do in our little get ready with us this evening. Or I guess that that's not posting today, but everyone go back and watch it. It's very cute. Okay, well, I second that. Definitely, guys, go watch them. And as I said, I will link to their all their stuff in the show notes. So let's get into the topic at hand. Threesomes! <laughs> I posted a blog on February 20th after I had an amazing session with the cutest couple. And what was the most amazing was how easily the session was booked. As in, they sent me everything I needed at once. There was no pushback. Deposit was not an issue, et cetera, et cetera, which I'm sure you guys know there are a lot of bullshit couples bookings, which is usually right. You know, which is mostly guys, you know, pretending to be the wives booking on behalf of the husband. But then they want to start talking about, you know, details of what's going to happen, like graphic shit. And it's like, nah, brah. I'm like, sir, you don't even have a wife. Right. Like one guy was like, oh. How big is your clit? Because that matters to my wife. And yeah, I'm that's like, not how that works. Bitches don't give a <laughs> shit about <God>. clit. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't think she cares, sir. Oh, you fucking liar. <laughs> the lies. Right? Oh, can you send me a picture? I need to make sure. My wife needs to approve. Yeah, okay, buddy. Right? You know, like, go to my OnlyFans, motherfucker. Yeah, you can literally see it if you'd like. Just go to my OnlyFans. <laughs> right? You know, tell you guys can both join separate accounts because I want both checks. And <laughs> uh, you can go see what I look like, dummies. But yeah, because, you know, and the guy was the one that booked in this threesome that I just have. And the fact that, you know, he did everything at once. I, I was even starting to question it. I was like, is this too good to be true? Because... It's never that seamless. And I mean seamless. I mean, literally, he was like, hey, date, time, place. What do you need from us? And I'm like, give me all these things. And he was like, here you go. And I was like, deposit. And he was like, here you go. Okay, see you next week. And I'm just like, wait, shit. Are the feds watching me? Like, (laughs) why was this too easy? It's how it should be. Exactly. See, like you guys are like making me paranoid because I'm so used to shitty ass couple bookings or booking inquiries, I should say. But because he did all those things, that made me even that much more excited to see them. And the actual session itself was even better and it did not disappoint. But you can read about that blog on my website. Find my website link on my Twitter or Instagram bio, Exotic Vivian. Click on the blog, view it. It's great because it tells you how to book a threesome the proper way. But ladies, I want you to add to it for the clients, newbies, not so newbies. What are the steps they need to take to book a threesome with a companion? I think you laid it all out there. 
be very communicative, lay out everything that the companion needs, like the initial email, be very forthcoming with all of the deposit info, all of the screening that she requires or that the provider requires. It's the rules that would apply to any booking, really. But there is a little extra layer of like companions. We do get some questionable couples emails once in a while. So if you really want to be taken seriously, just do what the companion requires. You can always send a little treat from a wish list or a gift card or something like that. Be easy. It's not hard. It really isn't. And when she says be communicative, it doesn't mean talk about all your fucking fantasies that you're looking to happen. Not that kind of communication. No. The moment someone tries to talk about any details like that, communication cut off. We're not talking. It's, you know, you've lost your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not interested. I remember even one time this would-be wife claimed that, because she was like, can I ask you some question? I was like, as long as it's not answered on my website and it's not incriminating, and as long as you understand that the money you're paying me is for my time and nothing more, then feel free to go ahead. And she started off okay. But then she started talking about how, you know, her husband pleases her so well that she's not really sure if, you know, she wants to share him and this, that, and the third. I was like, well, goodbye, lady. You're If you're even a lady, like, I feel like a lot of these bookings are dudes pretending to be wives or just dudes thinking that they're going to get a free, you know, sex talk or sex email. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Free service. Like, you got you to gotta pay me for that shit. Yeah. Anytime the email is way too in-depth, it's just immediately no, immediately no, <laughs> no. Exactly, immediately no. And then, of course, you guys have gotten those copy and paste emails where the guy writes like 10 pages and shit. I just delete it. I don't even bother. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't even, it's like, who do you think is reading this? The only way to meet me is to follow the directions on my ad and website. <laughs> exactly, which is what I said in the blog. I'm like, whoever you're trying to book, go to their specific websites and follow their specific rules because obviously every girl is different especially when you're bringing either it's a threesome as a duo or a threesome with your partner like yeah it's not hard to do this properly just make sure you're doing things it really isn't it really isn't i mean some people just just trip me out because it's like really it's not that hard i would say for couples the only thing i'd add is like be prepared to provide all the screen info asked for both of you, because I've had couples inquire and only provide one of their info. And I'm like, I need both of your info because I'm not going to see you without both, which I think is like, that's not like a, I don't think it's on purpose on their end. I think it's just like, they don't think realize that. And then I have to like prompt them. So just like for people who don't know, just like if you're a couple looking and you're going to book, provide both of your information and whatever's being asked of you. I mean, and that's what this guy did. He provided, I mean, both him and his uh, significant other have all the info that I need. But in a case like, let's say your your wife is a housewife and she doesn't have any work information, which a lot of people go off of that. You probably want to share maybe more of her social media that shows us that she's a real person. You know, pictures of you guys together doing things on social media, that always helps. Because you always get the people that are like, oh, I'm retired or oh, my wife doesn't have a job and I'm like I'm still gonna need both of the information your wife has an ID or something <laughs> like we, there's ways around this sir there's a lot of things that you can do to let me know that you are a real person and not a fantasy booker I've had couples in similar situations and I just had them send like a picture of them in the moment together with like their IDs out so like they're real people and like they're together and like it's very simple 
Yeah. Look at that. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. But I think what a lot of people need to get from all of this is that do not give us pushback because part of screening is you giving us exactly what we ask for. The minute you start questioning things or pushing back, that's done. We're done with you because that means you're going to be a difficult client. And I don't know about you guys. I don't like difficult clients. Yeah. And anyone challenging the parameters that you set for your safety is an immediate red flag. Like, don't even question what I need to feel safe. This is, we all know this industry is a strange gray area. There's safety concerns. I need to feel safe. End of story. Immediately, no. (laughs) Today's episode is also sponsored by Mr. Old School Rider. I had the pleasure of being on his show recently, which I posted a snippet of on the show's IG page. His channel on YouTube and Instagram is called Mr. Old School Rider, and that's M-I-S-T-E-R, Old, School is spelled S-K-O-O-L, and Rider is spelled R-Y-D-E-R. And his Twitter handle is Old underscore Rider, which is also spelled R-Y-D-E-R. Mr. Old School Writer's channel covers everything from book reviews, business, cars, especially cars, fitness, mental health, self-improvement, and sex. Let's show him some support and get him a thousand subscriptions on his YouTube channel. Again, his YouTube is Mr. Old School Writer. Thanks so much to him for supporting the show. Okay, so what is the worst threesome experience, both in the booking and the actual session you've ever had? I'll share mine. So I used to kind of like see, I don't know, I saw a lot more people when I first started and stuff, and I would see more couples and stuff. And I wish I would have vetted couples a little bit better because I've definitely been in situations where what usually the wife is not into it and it's incredibly awkward. Oh, Lord. The average issue I've run into with couples would be just, you can tell one person is not into it. And it's usually the wife. And so if you're going to book somebody or if you're going to book a provider, make sure 10,000% your partner is into it and they consent to it. Enthusiastically. Yes. Not that they're just agreeing to it because it's your birthday. Communicate. Yeah, exactly. Like communication truly solves pretty much all the issues we've run into in this industry. And I always wonder what's making these women, especially the ones that are already married to them, like what is making you do something that you're not all the way comfortable with? Like there's nothing wrong with not wanting to do a threesome. I can't relate. I don't know. (laughs) I was going to say, I think for some people, if they've never done it before, sometimes the idea of it is like all good, right? You're like, I'm definitely going to enjoy this. And then when you're in the moment, it might be a totally different story. And you might realize I'm actually not into this at all. And then at that moment, you need to communicate with your partner and everyone involved like, hey, I actually like, I'm so sorry, like, I thought I would be really into this, but I'm not and then, you know, go from there. But yeah, I'm not equipped to do this. (laughs) Like everyone has done an edible and realized they shouldn't have done it. (laughs) Yes. And you're like, what the fuck have I done? <laughs> oh, yep. You're like, well, I guess I better write. Yep. This is done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, geez. You're right. It's like the whole one person not really being into it. Like with mine, this was a regular of mine. And I mean, like regular, like we've traveled, done things, whatever together. And one day he says, oh, I have a new girlfriend now. and." I would like to 
do a threesome. I'm like, cool. Because he was a regular, I didn't do all my normal shit that I would do. You know, because like when new people book me, I'm always making sure and you're sure your wife wants this a thousand percent. But it's because of this client that I do that even more now. I didn't even ask him. I just assumed, oh, because I know him. We're all good. You know, they get to my place and the girlfriend looks pissed, pissed. I'm not even like not even shy, just pissed. And I'm just like, uh, is everything okay here? And she goes, well. I didn't agree to this. He told me that we were just coming to, you know, say hello to you. I'm like, motherfucker, you didn't tell her what you were coming to do. Oh, oh my God. You can just like sense that they just argued in the car on the way there, probably. Oh, God. Yes. And I was like, I was like, first of all, hand me my money for wasting my fucking time. And second of all, I'm going to talk to you later. I'm talking to my client because this is not okay. This is not okay. Like, why would you? It's not something you need to surprise anybody with. No, you don't surprise people with that. Maybe a guy, because guys are more whatever, but I wouldn't even do that to a guy. What if the girl's not his type? Or there could be so many reasons. It just comes down to like, there's so many reasons and it comes down to like, that person didn't agree to it. They didn't consent to it. And that's just not even like, I don't even want to deal with that. I don't want to, I don't want to spring that on someone and have them be uncomfortable. I don't want to be put in that position then it's dangerous for the provider. It's uncomfortable for the provider. <laughs> like it's avoidable. And most importantly, there is no fun to be had in that situation because how are you going to have fun when the person that you're trying to have fun with is resistant to your touch? That's not going to doesn't even want to be there. You know, that's not going to work. You know, so I yelled at him the next day. I'm sure she yelled at him too. Good. Yeah, he deserved it. <laughs> I mean, they've since broken up, but, and I'm sure that was the reason why. <laughs> Contributed to it, I would say. You know, and I've seen him other times and I was like, you know what, next time, how about I bring the girl? Yeah, there you go. If that's your thing. So now he's with a new person and I just bring the girl when he's feeling the threesome itch. Because I'm like, this is not something you want to spring on somebody. It's never a good idea. Yeah, you saw how it worked out last time with that girl, buddy. <laughs> Exactly. Well, he learned his lesson. And now he's like, okay, I get it. I'll let you handle it from <laughs> from here on out. I'm like, just tell me what flavor you're in the mood for. Cause I know everybody, you know, and he'll be like, oh, I want a blonde. And I want a redhead. And I want this. And then he gets whatever he wants. Everyone's happy. He goes back home to his significant other. All is well in the world. Isabella, any terrible experiences? So I feel, I mean, I've heard both of your stories and I actually, I feel very fortunate. I haven't had any bad threesome experiences. Oh, Lord. You're just rubbing it in. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm better than both of you. No, I mean, like, as far as in the world of companionship, I've never had a bad threesome experience. Well, you're definitely a unicorn because I feel like, feel like we've all had something. <laughs> Isabella is high, more higher evolved than we are. Right? She's like, I'm better than all of you. No. I don't even know what that is. Bad threesome? What's that? Don't know her. <laughs> yeah, it could never be me. Sucks to be you, though. <laughs> but I just really love being a unicorn. So I feel like I attract couples who are just really excited about it. All right. So tell us what's your best threesome experience then, since you're just so, you know. If they're listening, they're going to be really excited. I'm bringing this up. But (laughs) 
So there was a couple in town for Riot Fest and they found my information. It is a big festival, music festival in Chicago. It's like three days long, a bunch of bands play. Yeah. So they were traveling into town from across the country and they were here for the whole weekend. Well, if they were coming in town for a music festival, they were definitely fun already. Yes, exactly. So already, like they're my kind of people. Like I'm a big audiophile. So I was just like, we're going to already have a great time. And they reached out to me and they inquired about a threesome and seeing me and everything went well, like from the beginning provided everything they, you know, sent both their information, like what you were saying earlier, where they just from the beginning, you know, from that first contact, they provided everything I needed were very nice, like gave a little bit about themselves, told me where they'll be staying, wanted me to come to them, you know, like all that. And I think they originally booked only three hours, which I was like, that's fine. And then when I got there, we were just having so much fun. I was there for like, I don't know how long. Damn, we love those types of sessions. Yes, yes. Yeah, it started out as a three hour and I think I was there for like seven hours, maybe longer. I don't know. It was, I went home feeling great. (laughs) Well, I'm jealous. (laughs) I'm putting it out there that you will get the same experience very soon. I mean, I just did. Uh, well, another the blood. One. <laughs> another one. Yeah, yes. Like more, more, more. Now it's my turn, I guess. What's your best threesome experience, Aurora? Can I say one that Isabella and I did recently? Sure. Aw, that's cute. For anyone listening, we do duos together in Chicago and we do travel bookings together. So if you want to make it a trio, feel free to book all three oh, of us. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes. Bring us make my dreams come true. <laughs> I love it. I have this client that I've seen for probably like almost my entire like adult industry career, like five or six years now. Yeah. And we always see each other periodically throughout the year, but we always get together for his birthday towards the end of the year and then my birthday in April. And this year we had a sleep on with Isabella and we went out to dinner and we came back to my place. Yeah, it was really lovely. That's always nice because it's good to like have like the pre- session session you know because all of that is foreplay oh it was so fun the going out trying good food wine you know don't do edibles <laughs> but but yeah no edibles you can tell I, I don't care for those i don't either it's okay but no like it's always nice to do the pre-game is what i, I guess we call it in our world that'll be our version of pre-gaming going out nice dinner good vibes talking laughing flirting and then you come home and ravage each other that's it's always great that one actually is like up there as well i think that's like my second favorite threesome so i'm glad you brought it up <laughs> we also had a more sum over the summer where we went oh yes we did wait wait wait, yes, wait, wait. a more sum how many people were involved it was just four so i guess a foursome okay well i thought it was like more than four okay go ahead go ahead a nice gentleman was in town and had us over and then we went to a strip club and found a nice lady there that we brought back oh nice yes fancy yes i love it i love it okay so what are some do's and don'ts you want to give clients about how to vibe properly during the actual session what's the best way to get the most out of your threesome aside from communication which I guess also including in that, do like constant check-ins to make sure everyone's doing all right. Like everyone's feeling included. Everyone has whatever beverage they may need. Get some water bottles if you're hosting. (laughs) Um, Make sure you have enough space. 
And also make sure you booked a long enough date as well. Like I think a, like definitely two to three hour minimum, minimum. I have a two hour minimum for a couple because you, you're not going to do anything in one hour. Let's be honest, because half the time your wife is probably going to need one hour to relax and whatever, <laughs> you know, so. And I find that you're right about the check-in. I find that a lot of times the guys are just so excited about the threesome, they forget that their wife is there. And then, of course, we got to bring them back into the circle. It's like, this is about her, and then you. (laughs) Especially if you're with, like, a married, like, cis-hat couple, like, definitely make sure the wife is excited and, like, having a good time. For sure. Don't just leave her out in the, you know, the woods. That's not cool. I remember I had this one couple. They were cheating on their spouses, by the way, for 11 years. Clearly it worked for them. I don't know. With each other? With each other. With each other. Oh, my gosh. And I was their third in this cheating cheating trifecta. (laughs) It's a big web. (laughs) Right? When they were telling me the story at dinner, I'm like, huh? (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. But anyways, the, I guess the wife, quote unquote. But that wasn't really the wife. That was the girlfriend, the mistress, whatever. She had never been with a girl. Yes. (laughs) But she was actually excited about it. But it was so funny because while things were going on, she was like, am I doing this? (laughs) It took everything in me to not burst out laughing because her face, she was like so serious about it, too. She was like, am I doing this right? I don't even know what I'm doing. What's happening here? And in my head, I'm like, girl, you have a vagina. Just do the same thing you want your man to do. But anyways, go on, go on. Do's and don'ts on how to vibe properly. Make sure your hygiene is not just like your personal like cleanliness hygiene, but also like, you know, sexual hygiene. Like make sure you have internal condoms or you're changing condoms and you're using dental dams and you're using mouthwash and everything else that's needed. Keep some wipes around, luby hands, all sorts of things. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's definitely uh, a thing. Like, And I had to actually send a quick text before the session stressing all of this out about hygiene i'm like i know i shouldn't have to tell you this but i'm gonna do it anyway please brush your teeth floss use mouthwash scrub your genitals (laughs) and it seems so crazy to tell adults this but you have to yeah the washcloth should not be dry when i go in there afterwards exactly it's like I've had guys hop in the shower and still come out smelling like wherever they were. Yeah. You know what? (laughs) And it's like, what did you do in there? I would like to know. Like, did you just like splish splash around? (laughs) Like, are you just splashing it on the walls? Like what, what is happening? So now I find it very necessary, especially for my longer sessions. I have to like stress to them. Hey, please. I really want to enjoy you. And I'm not going to be able to do that. If you're not clean. If you expect me to be clean, you need to be clean. If you want me to smell good, like you need to be bringing the same energy. (laughs) Please bring that energy because nobody wants. Go listen to episode 17. (laughs) The hygiene episode. If you haven't listened to it, please listen to it on how to properly prepare for your date. Isabella, do's and don'ts. I mean, Aurora's pretty much covered a lot of it. The communication and checking in with your partner and everyone involved and, you know, the hygiene part too. Like, I would definitely say like, if you're, if the couple is hosting to like have mouthwash available for everyone, because like, if we're, you know, there's more than two people involved, we don't want, you know, 
too many things getting passed around. So we're going to take breaks in between and use some mouthwash and, you know, yeah. And things like that, making sure you have proper protection and you can also, you know, communicate your status and hygiene beforehand if you feel that's necessary or, you know, um, you want to put your companion at ease. Yeah, I would just say, I feel like we've covered it also just Make sure everyone's on board. That's really the biggest do. And like, don't bring someone who doesn't know or is not consenting to it. Do not surprise anybody with a threesome. Yeah, like, oh, there are so many Reddit posts that are, I swear to God, every week someone's like, should I surprise my boyfriend with with an escort? And I'm like, please stop. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, gosh. You're probably going to end up crying. Yeah, that's exactly what it's going to be. Don't do that. Don't do it. It's going to be real awkward. Yeah. I mean, I would also add to what you guys have said and just say, try to relax and have an amazing time. That's literally our only reason for being there is to have an amazing time. Like try not to worry so much, you know, about things that don't matter. Try to be in the moment and enjoy each other. Oh, I think another point, especially for the partners or the wife or whoever it may be, compare yourself to the provider in whether it be looks or experience or you think your husband's going to be or your partner's going to be super excited to see them more so than you being there we're just there as part of the experience for you too yeah we're just an accessory yeah we are yeah we're an accessory to the intimacy you have going on so just we're there for fun not to steal and not to steal your husband like we want to have a good time too we definitely don't want to do that Exactly. My ultimate fantasy is to get, yeah, sugar parents. But I want the wife to be into me more because then we can go shopping, spa days and stuff like that, where, you know, I'm like your little pet. And, you know, every now and then your husband can join. (laughs) If you're an absolute stone cold fox couple, please adopt me as your. Yeah. So now I'm putting this out there. This is my formal (laughs) ad to you sugar parents out there. (laughs) please adopt me i'm available let's party (laughs) but no you're right about the whole comparing thing because a lot of times my clients i don't know about you guys they're mostly older yeah let's not go there they're already dealing with that the whole age thing and then like on top of the whole body thing let's not let's not do that because we're all great we're there to have a good time Trust me, the companion is probably, you know, more worried than you because she wants to make sure everybody is having a good time, especially if it's not two companions, one, one guy, and it's like one companion on the couple. We're like trying to make sure everything goes smoothly in our head. Like, don't worry about all the other stuff. Yeah, we're not judging you at all. We want you to have fun. Totally not judging you, unless you have bad hygiene. <laughs> that can be, that's a simple solution of just, wet the washcloth like that's all I need the last thing I'm gonna note is I would say to for do's and don'ts like generally when seeing a companion even one-on-one but more so with couple bookings or like one person booking two providers or any sort of threesome experience like I think that they almost like have too many expectations more so than usual and kind of like a checklist in their head and like I've had people even kind of like they're even like just trying to get certain positions to happen. And I'm just like, that is not how this is going to work. Like, it's not going to be good for anyone. Like, no one's going to enjoy it. Like, don't force it. Let it occur naturally and enjoy it for what it is. And porn stars are literally paid to do those things for your entertainment. I assure you, they're not fucking (laughs) like that in real life. I mean, yeah, yes, they are to some extent. But all those positions and all these things that you're seeing, 
they're not doing that in real life. They prepped for that session. Like, especially like the anal sessions, because, you know, that seems to be an obsession with a lot of people. Those girls prep and those guys, they prep the day before to be able to go that long on film. For 45 minutes at a time. Yeah, exactly. So let's not do that. Let's stay away from Pornhub when it comes to real life. That's showbiz, baby. Like, that's not real life. (laughs) Pet peeves as it relates to threesomes. Oh, God. I think my biggest one is just clients assuming that we either know every provider ever or that we're we're down to work with literally anybody. Oh, my God. The second part. The second part. The second part. <laughs> or I'll be in like a random city and someone's like, hey, can you find someone right now? And I'm like, no, like my tour was planned. Like, don't you think this would have been better to plan out? No. <laughs> Plus, here's a fun fact. We work better with people we know. The session is going to be a lot better if I'm bringing somebody that I know and trust versus some rando. Like, what the hell? I mean, you don't even know. Do you know what's online these days? Like, there are a lot of crazy people out there. You want your provider to bring somebody that she knows because you're going to have a much better time. And like, ideally, you either know one of the providers and you're asking if they have a dual partner or you're contacting providers who advertise together, like you're contacting an Aurora and an Isabella of your city. Yeah, like don't just try and pair two random providers together. That's usually not going to work. Nope, that's not going to work. I mean, even like some providers that are testing out each other, you know, to see if they'll work together. Sometimes it doesn't work out. I mean, I told my story of this one girl that try to like outporn me or outperform me with my regular, with my fucking regular. So I told her, I was like, look, this is how he is. And he was a very chill guy, chill guy. I'm like, this is how he is. Please don't bring your, because she's in the fetish world some and dom stuff. I'm like, please don't bring your dom fetish into this session. And what the fuck does she do? She brought the dom and fetish into the session. She brought the Dharma fetish and then most annoyingly, race play. She brought in race play to the session, folks. Oh, God. It was very, it was very uncomfortable for everyone. And I was like, I'm never working with this girl again. Oh, and by the way, that client has not called me since. My regular. My regular. Yeah. So believe us when we say we can't just work with anyone. Yeah, I actually had a situation with, This was like years ago under my old persona, but I worked with a provider and this was a situation where like, he wasn't a regular, but I think I had seen the person a few times, like, and we have good rapport and I haven't seen him since, but yeah, she had previously agreed to do like a certain session and we get there and she didn't want to do it. And then it like looked bad on me, you know? And it was just, and like, obviously things can absolutely change in the moment, but it wasn't communicated with me and it wasn't really communicated with the client and stuff. So Yeah, not good. Make sure you're booking people who work well together. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, regular corporate America, you know, and office politics. Not everybody is going to vibe. So you need to, like, make sure, especially since this is for your fun. Don't, like, take it lightly and think, oh, anybody will just work with. And that's not how that works. You want us to have a good time, too, at the end of the day, or at least make sure we're, like, having a good experience with the other person. So now, I mean, I learned my lesson from that because even though I know this girl and we had hung out before, there were red flags that I ignored. And I was like, well, let me give her a chance. Because at the time I had actually added her on my website as one of the people I did duos with and he happened to pick her. 
And I was like, all right, let me let me give her a chance, you know, and it blew up in my face. So now I've learned from that. Yeah, I only hang out. Well, first of all, I need to hang out with the girl a few times to get a, a good grip of her <laughs> character and then go from there. But yeah, the red flags were there. I just, you know, wanted to ignore them. A lot of living and learning in this industry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just life. That's life. As far as me, pet peeves. I don't know. It's always going to be hygiene. (laughs) That will always top the chart. (laughs) It's always going to be hygiene. And then, yes, of course, not telling, you know, whoever you're trying to bring in what's going on. Like, because you're putting me in a bad situation, too. And I I don't want that. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't want the discomfort. I don't want the potentially like dangerous situation. I would like to totally avoid it because it's avoidable by just booking properly. Anywho, uh, Isabella, did you have anything else you wanted to add as far as pet peeves? I think everything you both have said, and then I've already touched on it, but I do not offer PSD. I'm not a porn star, so don't treat me like a porn star in a threesome experience. Don't expect me to pull out all the stops as if we're watching some threesome porno. Oh, yeah, baby. Fuck me in my ear. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Give me the belly button, baby. I'm a human. I mean, porn stars are also humans, but they're performing when they're on camera. That's not what I'm doing when I'm with you in the bedroom and we're in a threesome situation. So, (laughs) And again, porn stars don't fuck like that in real life. I have to reiterate this. I know some and I know for a fact they're not. Most of them are boring as hell in real life, just so you know. They don't leave their house. No, I'm just saying like they literally are like homebodies. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, if you're working that all day, I wouldn't want to do it either afterward. <laughs> like, <laughs> Don't think that, you know, these porns, they're, they're literally paid to do a job and entertain you. Take it for that. Stop trying to like, you know, pass that on to us because we're definitely not porn stars. Yes, we're in the same industry, but live out your fantasies, but manage your expectations. Like, Yes, manage your expectations. And, you know, Stay away from incriminating shit because we still live in America and sex for money is illegal. So please leave our listeners, both the guys and gals, with some parting advice. Just do it. Book a threesome. I don't know. Yeah, book a duo. Speaking of like threesomes, there are two types of like threesomes in this situation. There's duos, whether booking two providers or there's, I guess, what would be a threesome where it's a couple and then the provider. So whichever one fits your life, go do it. What's the other way? Actually, there's three ways the provider would be a guy. That is true. Well, I would like that. You're going to find this funny. When I asked the most recent couple that I saw if they would do it with a guy, the husband was like, immediately, no. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, great. "Hmm." Yeah, she almost was going to answer, but he shut it down and she seemed very bummed out. Poor thing. (laughs) Not my problem. There's a bit of a double standard there, I would say. There always is a double standard. I mean, yeah. it's like, oh, two girls, no problem. <laughs> two guys, oh, no, gayness. Yeah, two guys, oh, suddenly we have a problem, yeah. Just because you're in the same room naked doesn't mean you have to touch each other's penises, you guys. It's okay. <laughs> that is hot. But um, sidebar, I actually noticed that they've been doing more threesome porns that involve everybody doing everybody. And I think that's amazing. I love that. I've been noticing that pop up on my timeline because now it's like, okay, we can get into it. Yes. I like it. You know what? Release your, why was I about to say? Release your inhibitions. (laughs) 
but like seriously feel the rain on you okay like, especially like men a lot of times or like straight cis men are so caught up in like being macho or they don't want to try things and stuff and like of course obviously respect everyone's boundaries but like if you are interested in trying something sexually just fucking do it do whatever your heart desires within reason etc i mean the sad thing is that a lot of people are ashamed of their sexual desires so you know that's probably something they need to talk to a therapist about but and just so you know there are plenty of masculine gay men especially here in Miami. So many hobbies. Like, like, if I didn't see them grinding on another dude, I probably would have thought they were straight. <laughs> yeah, there are so many hotties. Super macho. And, you know, those are great for besties, too. But, yeah, so I don't think, you know, like, I think people conflict the two, you know, macho and gayness. It's like, nah, they exist. You know, they're very, very gay macho men. But anyways, Isabella, parting advice? I would honestly say my parting advice would be to seek out a provider for a threesome as opposed to going on Tinder or looking for a civilian out in the wild to fulfill your fantasy. I think the best way to get the most out of your experience and be fully fulfilled by a threesome is to like seek out a provider. That's going to be my advice for in this realm is really to just like see a companion. Yeah. For threesomes threesomes are such a it's all fantasy based you know like so the experience itself is already rooted in like seeking out a service from somebody else especially if it's like a couple seeking you know like it just makes sense to seek out a companion and and bring them in and then of course our experience that matters Hmm. also the no strings and the no drama it's a guarantee literally we will get up and leave and you never have to hear from us again people are less likely to get their feelings hurt since the pandemic, the rise of scammers are at an all-time high on all of these dating sites, you know. So you don't know if this person is going to come drug you, rob you. You don't know if this person is going to come do God knows what. You don't know. Yeah, it's kind of professional. Yeah, and with us, you get the peace of mind that we're real and we're not going to do those things. Well, ladies, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on. And before you ladies leave, Please, one more time, your social media. My social media is at Date Isabella on Twitter and Instagram. So D-A-T-E-I-S-A-B-E-L-L-A. And my uh, handles are Date Aurora across Twitter and Instagram, D-A-T-E-A-U-R-O-R-A. And then we can also be found at Podcast Delight on Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, etc. Perfect. So you guys make sure you go follow them immediately now, immediately, (laughs) immediately. Thank you, ladies, so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This was so much fun. I hope you guys will come back again and maybe we can talk about something else. Ooh, would love to. Yes, we'd love to. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, I will let you ladies go enjoy your day. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at TSEG Podcast and on Instagram at TSEGP. Join our Patreon page for exclusive videos on dating, sugaring, and freestyling tips for both the gentlemen and ladies. Patreon.com forward slash TSEGP. Follow your host Vivian on Twitter and Instagram at Exotic Vivian. Please leave the show a five-star rating on iTunes. Until next time, keep it sexy and stay receptive.